Welcome to The Privy. I am Courtney. And I'm Boris Abrams. How are you doing this week, Boris? I'm very good. I just defended my master's thesis. Okay, so you're not going to even let me ask you <laughs> and prompt you what your highlight is of the week. You're just going to go right into it. Is that what we're doing? Go on, ask me. Go ahead now. What's your highlight of the week? So, yesterday I defended my thesis for my master's in food studies. Okay. Um, how do you think it went? Good. I did it in front of about 200 people. Okay. And I get stage fright. And I, I, I conquered it. And now I graduate next Tuesday. So that'll be the highlight of my week next week. Oh, great. Um, so I'll have to hear the continuance of that. Fuck off. What was your week? It was a big deal. You know, I honestly don't even know about that. Oh, so you didn't, like, give a big talk about your research? I and know. You're going to throw shade at me. Well, you know what? I will... <laughs> Okay. This is not for shape, but I will say, during today's episode, I I did a lot of research, and it, it taught me that, I guess the highlight was, you never really, you think you know something, or you think you have, like, this idea, and you can be so strong-minded in one, in one way or another, and then you start, like, reading stuff, and you start to change your your mind and realize, like, damn, maybe I was being close-minded. Damn, do you know what that's cool? So I basically have, shut up, I basically had my aha moment, as Oprah would call it. So I guess that would be my highlight of the week. What is it called? Education. Ooh! (laughs) So getting into into today's um, topic, today we are talking about gaze and promiscuity. Um, Say that in such a nice way. Right? Don't I? Don't I got that good voice? Um... So what do you think about gays and promiscuity? What, when I say that, what what is the first thing that comes to mind for you, Boris? Stuff like... Um, oh, do, do we... Cat got your tongue? Yeah. So so Cat got his tongue because I came today to the studio and I have all these papers in front of me with like highlighted and he has nothing. So he's just looking at me dumbfounded and well, I'm like, you should prepare. I did prepare. But I, I prepared for something else. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. So, um, Okay, well, I'll tell you. Promiscuity? Okay. okay. Gays and promiscuity, I think, is a very real thing. Okay. Um, Come on now. I think that perhaps, as I know you're going to tell us, it's been... <laughs> I'm just going to steal your research. <laughs> Maybe it isn't as bad as the media makes it out. But mm-hmm. I will say from personal experience, um, promiscuity is a very real thing. I think in the gay community, we have rising rates of... What I wouldn't want to call so much promiscuity, but problem sexual behaviors, mm-hmm. problematic sexual behaviors. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean things like uh, sex addiction, um, self-loathing. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of my favorite things to discuss is, you're going to hate this, things like cum dumps. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> he always... Boris is always... Boris will say... It's one thing that we're in the studio talking about this, but... Boris will bring this up at just the cafe when we're surrounded by people, and I'm like, that's a bit inappropriate right now, but okay. But I mean, these are real things that I think, when I hear the word promiscuity today, I think I've come to think of a healthy sexual behavior. Okay. I think so of you it, think of it in a positive way? The word promiscuity, I just think, if you're a bit promiscuous, I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, my grandma called I don't herself know promiscuous. Mm, can you give us a translation of that? My grandma called herself promiscuous. Really? In the sense of, like, yeah, I went out. I, you know, had fun. I had chlamydia twice. Oh. Shit, she's going to hate if I... Oh, God. <laughs> she can never know this podcast yes, exists. Yes, your grandma business all out in the streets <laughs> like that. Wow. Well, that's because her husband was promiscuous, but... But never mind. Oh, you were just all <laughs> the, the, the Abrams name. Just oh, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I do think promiscuity 
nowadays, particularly in the gay community, has a bit of a not-so-obviously negative mm. connotation. I think maybe underneath promiscuous behavior, there's trouble. <clears throat> but genuinely, no. And when you say, if you call me promiscuous, well, I'm not, but if I called somebody promiscuous, they might be like, yeah, I like dick. Well, see, I... Before, like, reading, like, all this stuff on homosexuality and promiscuity, and I know you hate homo- uh-huh. the word homosexuality, so I'll try to refrain from using that particular term, but um, I honestly saw it in a negative light, um, just because I am not promiscuous, I never have been, so I just think I equated it to being a hoe, like, just having all these sexual partners... And just not know who coming to your house, not knowing people's last name. They just coming in and out of your apartment, and just all these experiences. While I love, and I and I think about this when I now having read um, you really all this keep material. Telling us that you've read. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, because I really am. Like my mind has kind of shifted in Good. the whole in the whole promiscuity. Now, does that mean that I'm going to start sleeping with, um, I'm going to have, like, three to four sexual partners tomorrow? Probably Is not. that what promiscuous means? Can you uh, quantify promiscuity? Is that, like, no, a diagnostic you can't diagnostic quantify it, but I was using manner? that as an example. Can you? I don't know. Maybe I missed that in the reading, huh? <laughs> I guess you could look it up, though. Can no, you? No, but Ooh. things like can you? sexual <laughs> addiction. Um, even though I will say a lot of people disagree that sexual addiction actually exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lot of psychologists who say it's not... A genuine disorder, mm-hmm. which I think isn't true. Okay. Um, but stuff like that, when it gets in the way of your life, right. look, if you want to have four or five sexual partners a week and you're still able to go to your job, socialize with your friends, you're protecting your health, you're protecting their health, everything's consensual, all right. I go to the gym four days a week. <laughs> what you're not going to do is compare going to the gym and sleeping <laughs> with um, people as the same No, thing. but I'm saying. Who? Why are you gonna? You're gonna call me some? What's what's a derogatory term for a gym person? A jock? Uh, a gym derog- rat? I guess you would yeah. say. Oh, uh, that's not really derogatory. Uh, a meathead? I guess. You're gonna call kinda? me a meathead or vain because I go to the gym four days a week? Oh no, because you work on your health too. I would never say okay, that. Okay, and maybe having sex. Sex is very healthy. It releases a flood of organ organisms, orgasms. <laughs> releases a flood of endorphins in your brain. It, it's being proven scientifically to boost your immune system. Burns a lot of calories. It is very healthy. It has psychological benefits. It has physical benefits. So you're going to call someone out in a derogatory way because that... I just said that my mind has changed now. Now, come on. No, don't, don't try to attack me. Now, question, though. In your dating experience, um, have you have you ever been, like, promiscuous, I would say? Or have you ever dated someone that was promiscuous? And how did you deal with that, overcome it? Like, what is your experience when it comes to gay people and or gays that you know? I think it comes down a lot to when I made that that definitive change between promiscuity and healthy sexual behavior. Okay. I really think there's an importance in defining the two as separate phenomenons. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I think promiscuity is healthy, happy, and I did date somebody who we kind of came... I, I kind of brought this to his attention, and he took it very badly, but took it to heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, X, I think you have a sex addiction, mm-hmm. because he was awake all night. He wasn't sleeping. He was on grinder. He was, like... And tell people what grinder is, it's just in case they don't know. 
just like a mail, essentially, in this case, a hookup app. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I, I when I, I caught him on Grindr and I was looking at his messages through his phone. Yes, stalking. I'm Bitch, so proud of you. I had it there. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, I don't oppose that. I'm always... No, one but, like, these messages slip. I was reading of his, with his consent, mm-hmm. kind of... Um, <laughs> no, hold on now. You just made a lie. You put, that was not... So you mean to tell me, oh, can I read your messages? You did not have his consent. Shut up. No, I locked myself in the bathroom with his phone. <laughs> exactly. So how was that with <laughs> Because I just saw he had this grinder message, and I was like, okay, we're in a monogamous relationship for the last five months. Yeah. You shouldn't be having grinder. You told me you deleted it. Right. So anyway, but these messages that he was, like, at, like, five in the morning, four in the morning, on a Monday night... Mm-hmm. Him being like, hey, I'll give you head. Mm-hmm. Hey, come over. Hey, start. Whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, and I brought this up to him later when we reconciled our relationship, it became the realization that it wasn't healthy. And mm-hmm. underneath that was this deep, deep, deep insecurity, this need to be wanted, this lack of confidence. Uh, I mean, the bitch had a boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, exactly. And you referring to you, right? Yes. Okay. I was and like, say, we were having sex. We right. were, and when you are in a situation when you're not happy, if you bring it up to your partner, that's a sign of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I had offered him open relationships, and he was like, "No, no, no, I just want to be monogamous." Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was saying no to an open relationship and choosing to have this, what then I consider an unhealthy sexual relationship with other men, which is based in lies and deceit and having to formulate things mm-hmm. I mean he like the fact that he would tell me he was seeing one person and then I would bump into that one person he was supposed to see on the street Ooh. which happened on multiple occasions Honey. that to me isn't promiscuous that to me is problematic sexual behavior mm. Mm. whereas I have known but, but you were still that is still being promiscuous though you realize that. But. Yes, but I think when we say the word promiscuous, I think promiscuous, for example, I have another friend who I never dated, but I slept with, and he doesn't date, but mm-hmm. he's very open about sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And maybe at the back of his head, there is some sense of um, some sense of negativity and unhealthy behavior because mm-hmm. he doesn't date. Mm-hmm. But, like, he just, like, he's like, no, I'm having the time of my life. I'm single. I'm 25 years old. He's incredibly good looking. He has a wonderful job. So for him to go out every night, go on a different date, that's promiscuous because he's not hiding anything. He's still getting on with his life. Like I said, he has this good job, great body, so he's able to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's promiscuous. And no, why, who are we to throw shade at him because he likes to experience different things with different men? Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not listening to me because I am. You're like I'm, I'm actually, at your notes. actually no, no, no. You actually brought up a good point because we, um, I think we need to back up a little bit and see what define the promiscuous. Yeah, we and I, I was like, oh, we should like look yep. this up. I should have came correct. I got all these papers, but I ain't got the the definition in front of me. Let me get it together. Um, <clears throat> and promiscuous. Definition here um, reads, give me one second, everyone. Characterized by or involving indiscriminate mingling or association, especially having sexual relations with a number of partners on a casual basis. 
So I think that could be promiscuous. The, the it could. I mean, I know by your definition definition that's not how you see it. Which I mean, is, which is totally valid because I did ask you. Is promiscuity innately a bad thing then? No, I, I don't. And that depends how we put a spin on it. Yeah, I don't think so. As long as you are being safe, I, I would and you're able to get on with your life, and you're being honest, right? And, and then when that's when it. Involved. Yes, um, I mean, I, what's wrong with being really sexually promiscuous? Well, listen, I I never I didn't open the the discussion. No, I no, think. but I'm just wondering. I think <laughs> I, I'm just thinking. Like, um, I do think that we should address like the most obvious um, thing is like kind of how it like all came about in like the 1970s. Oh, actually, have you read this? That's part of it. Um, speaking about like the gay mm-hmm. like, revolution, I love gay history. Yeah. So if you want to talk about that for a bit, just to open it up a bit. Um, so people get an idea of, I guess, where it came from. Because I feel like that was, like, kind of yeah. where it all started in the gay culture. Like, during that time when yes. there were bathhouses and... Because mm-hmm. um, you'd been in the closet for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, and there were I mean, you, I'll have you read that statement. So this statement, which comes from the Journal of Sex Research in the 1970s... Mm-hmm. I printed that out, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Without your actual paper, this was somebody else's paper. Uh... <laughs> The director of the New York City Department of Health describes the situation as follows. By their own reports, many men had large numbers of sexual partners annually, often numbering in the hundreds and even even the thousands. Casual and anonymous sex was widespread among homosexual and bisexual men, bathhouses, backrooms, bars and clubs. And other public settings, such as erotic bookstores and movie theatres, were in effect wide open. Um, and then obviously this leads to HIV in the 1970s mm-hmm. um, and why it spreads so quickly. That's true, and that was very much the culture. I mean, you have the Hudson Piers in the 1970s, mm-hmm. and they'd just be out. But I, I heard that they used to have a, a, a ferry that used to go past the Hudson Piers, and they had to reroute the ferry. Because all these kids were looking at these yes, the <laughs> just having open yes, sex on the street, out there in the street. Um, which I think is fabulous. Um, now, why did you make me read this? Just uh, your definition of promiscuity. Just and just to because men and men. Because I'm always I'm always interested. Like, how did it start? Like, how did we get this label? Because I found that like going into this, as much as I have my own personal experiences with with guys, which who is I, what. You've been asking me very personal questions. So I find that when I date people, um, I'm a very monogamous, like-minded person. But I find that people I date who are or who I've come in contact with, whether it be other gays, um, like gay friends or what have you, um, I, I say oftentimes they live a more promiscuous life. Now, why do you think that is? I don't know. You know, I often, like even most recently... Um, I was thinking, like, maybe I just ain't had no good dick. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I am not in touch with my, like, sexual side, sexual side as I thought I was, maybe? I don't know. You seem to have a healthy sexual... I mean, I do. Um, but I'm, like, really, like, pondering. Like, I like to, like... explore sexually? Not to the point of... No, not... I think in the perfect world, I would, I would like to experience it to know, like what it is, I guess, but, like, I don't long for it. Like, I'm Why not dying you? to have, like, three to four, because I'd, I'd rather have, like, a one-on-one connection with someone. But you I'll, don't have that option right now of having a one-on-one connection on this day, and you have the option of having 
sex with a stranger to see if you like it. Well, multiple stranger. Yeah, so why don't you do it? What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> like, for me, I just can't... I, I don't think I could... That's just not how I'm wired. I know you want to go crazy when you have sex with someone because you want to go to their house and you, you know, you get attached. Oh, okay. I was like, where are you going with that statement? This is your work. (laughs) Yeah. You're not not able to differentiate. Yeah, I'm a little bit more attached. Exactly. So for me, like even when I've dated multiple Part like multiple people dating and only dating, not sexually, but like just dating. You might have just said that. That's a lot. No, not at all. Um, They, um, that's even hard for me. So I can't imagine bringing sex into it with multiple people. How if you went into that sex with the firm understanding that you don't know the guy's name, he is just as... Uh, they would see you as a piece of meat. That's hard for me because I know I'm not a piece of meat. How do you, <laughs> how do you want to use them as a piece of meat? That's hard. I just, I'm not wired that way. But how if you don't know their name? I'm not wired that way. Like I'm just not having sex with somebody I don't know their name. That is a now, bit... why? What stops you? Is it a fear of STDs? Oh, that's one. That's, that's okay. One. Valid. Um, that's valid. And there's no control because you don't know the person. Yeah, that, but you exactly, don't know them. Exactly. You don't well, know them. Well, for me, I do like to be in control. So, so you tell I'm them also, to bend over. It's also <laughs> next. It's also a safety precaution too. You don't know their name, or whatever. They could kill you. And it's just like I mean, yeah, but like, and, and I'm a much more. You could text you before you do it. As much you, as sex is important in relationships. Um... It's not that I'd rather have sex with one person and improve that than to just have a, the variety of life and just have sex with multiple people. I mean, I agree. I'm also monogamously inclined. I'm just being devil's are advocate. You, are you now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we I get jealous. But, I mean, and also my boyfriend would hopefully have a penis. So, what's he got that the man next door doesn't have? Um, but I'm just being devil's advocate. Why are you staring at me like I'm, this? I'm waiting for you to feel... Uh, that's what you, you usually stare at people when they're talking. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But. I'm like... <laughs> um, no, I'm not so straight of thought. My point is, I'm being... We're looking at why gay men are promiscuous. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, I think, going back to the 1970s and just brushing over, um, going back to where you wanted to start, men in 1970s... HIV wasn't on their radar. Syphilis was cured easily. VD was cured easily. Mm -hmm. So there was no pregnancy. Mm. You didn't need to have condoms. Sex was very possible to have zero ramifications whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And we're not just talking about the period from, like... We're talking about a period from sexual liberation, which I would like to define around, like, the time of Stonewall, Mm -hmm. really, when it really gets going, through until the first case of AIDS was reported in 1981. Mm Mm-hmm. That's over 10 years, nearly a decade, of this behavior going on every day. It becomes normalized. It doesn't have the same logic as what, you know, it doesn't have the same meaning as now. It's hedonism. It's fun. You go to the the bathroom. And, I mean, I was reading an account, this poem, um, which describes somebody who goes into the Bleecker Street public toilets. Mm-hmm and has a one-hour random casual sexual relationship with Keith Herring, who is the graffiti <laughs> artist we dedicated the episode to. That's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Um, that was the culture. Okay. And I think that has perhaps stayed in, in 
part of the gay mentality that gays are promiscuous because yeah. even in the 1980s promiscuity was still going on yeah probably less to an extent yeah but now it's definitely you know in the age of prep it's come up again alright um, and prep being the what I like to refer to as the birth control for HIV um, okay we'll get to that one another day okay I like yeah. how you said that but, okay. um, but I don't know I I just want to say I don't think it's sad I, don't, I know I just gave you shit for not wanting to be promiscuous mm-hmm. I'm just saying that all these points that I'm throwing at you like you can use protection you don't need to know their names you can have no strings attached for you as an individual as Courtney that that doesn't work for me right and yeah. that's fine and, and that's totally fine yeah and not every single gay man in the world history like I know a gay man who was alive in the 1970s mm-hmm. who was in a monogamous He's still alive. He was in a monogamous relationship with his partner, who is now married. Mm-hmm. They didn't sleep with anyone from the time they started dating. Oh, wow. They became monogamous. They survived AIDS. All their friends oh. died. And he's he said the, probably the reason he's still alive is because they committed to each other awesome. at a time when everyone else was being promiscuous. Yeah. They had no reason to commit other than that it was just personal choice and they right. wanted to. So even and this is something when you come to all social sciences, how can you? There's always going to be generalizations, and you just have to take the majority. So, okay, mm. I'm with. That. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know I gave you shade. Uh, oh yeah, you always give me shade, but that's fine. I live in it. Yeah, it's I just revel in it. Um, and I don't want people to think I'm promiscuous just because I'm encouraging it. Y'all know. Um, <laughs> um, there is something. So um, I found one particular article that I absolutely loved. His name is, well, he refers to himself as the Guy Liner. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Amazing. Honey, he was reading me for the filth that I was. This article is really, really, really great. But he brought up a point that um, was really interesting, and I never thought about this. When looking at, like, why are, why is there this label that gay men are so promiscuous? He makes this point. Historically, gay monogamy has been a different proposition from that of its straight counterpart. Straight relationships had a clear evolution. Engagement, marriage, children, grandchildren. Uh Until civil partnerships, marriage equality, relaxed rules around adoption, and modern attitudes towards gay people having children... There was no clear-cut path for gay couples. Mm -hmm. Once they get together, they moved in, and then what? Um, Many couples who had been together a long time would turn to open relationships, which we talked about before, which kind of Keeps keeps it alive or what have you. And I just thought that was a really... I never thought about it from that, that perspective. That well, being positive. Yeah, like kind of just opening your mind up to think, oh, wow. That, you have to rewrite that, the we, fairy tale. Yeah, like we, we you didn't have... to rewrite have a, the fairy tale. That's amazing. That should be the title of the episode. Rewriting the gay fairy tale that never was. Anyway, so, um, so, 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 um, like I was saying uh, before I was really interrupted, um, I think that's so... I think that's a, like a valid point that I never even thought about. Like because there isn't, we don't have like a clear definition of what. Well, then maybe that now is. we do. We now can get married and we can now have kids. I know. Good point. And so, so I bring up another point that I found. <laughs> As gay marriage spreads, promiscuity seems to be dropping, according to a ten-year study by the U.S. National Surveys of Family Growth. Gay male promiscuity dropped significantly during the first decade. Gay marriage was an option. 
I think that um, gay marriage probably did bring a drop in promiscuity. Oh, okay. But I don't think that's going to be long held. Now, as well as my dear friend Esther Perel, the <laughs> lady that I keep mentioning who's a god, um, she says people now, talking about heterosexual couples, are monogamous for rather than being monogamous for life mm-hmm. and by monogamy I mean the opposite really of promiscuity mm-hmm. so she should rather than being monogamous for life we're monogamous for one period at a time ooh say yes wait say that one more time she's essentially saying that in the olden days we would be monogamous for life we would meet our partner and that's it mm-hmm. one sexual partner now we're monogamous for periods of time only mm. yes it's like yes Esther Perel speaks truth all you need to do is look at divorce rates. Everyone divorces now. It's not a big deal. Compared to the 1950s, people couldn't get divorced. My grandma tried think... to get divorced, but she couldn't because... No, 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 no. I don't think that has anything with, to do with promiscuity. I think that... Hold on. I think people back in the day... I think guys were cheating back in the day, too. Absolutely. Uh, like, men and women were cheating back in the day. I think it's just easier now because people are way more independent. And you're, you're not in this, like, to be fair, just, like old-fashioned yeah. way of living. But I'm saying, going back to the marriage, oh. the institution of marriage. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Well, and I think, one thing that I didn't say and I want to say, I think promiscuity, I think some of it does have to do with loneliness, too. Well, that's another topic, because yeah. we have so much to discuss yeah. about gay loneliness. Um, I think that that's why, I, I don't want to say majority, but I think that's why gay promiscuity is so popular because it's this like sense of like loneliness yes but and spoiler alert lonely, let's save this loneliness. conversation because I've got so much to say and if we open this rabbit hole then well I mean can you just keep it to a one line <laughs> what can you I agree oh that's all you oh, <laughs> oh well that is that's a one liner but I absolutely agree and when I prepared for the podcast all my sheets of paper <laughs> that I didn't just put all over the table to make a statement um, is very much about why gay dating is very difficult but that's another podcast oh okay now would be a great time to see if we're up for time are we? we actually are okay <laughs> that, that's so funny that was a good transition so tell me closing remarks uh, on promiscuity I think in the gay um, well in I, gay culture I'm just gonna be oh god just not even saying with the gay culture because I think that only goes to further the problem that Gays are seen as being promiscuous. Well, I was just saying because it's an LGBT s- podcast, so I was just trying to. I will just make say promiscuity. <laughs> okay. Promiscuity, I think, is a loaded term that doesn't really lend itself to an obvious meaning. It's subjective. Oh. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Closing remarks, Courtney. I'm sorry. You know, that's I've oh, made myself very I'm sorry. clear. What's your closing remarks? Okay, is that it? Or you need a definition uh, of closing remarks as well? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, and I will also just say that I think promiscuity has a history. Uh, the 1970s were absolutely promiscuous. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that history, which only became more ingrained in popular mentalities after AIDS, because when everyone starts dying from AIDS, which we're talking about hundreds of thousands in America, that looks like a face of promiscuity because it's an STD and when you see this whole community who's being decimated, mm-hmm. it only strengthens this, what we knew in the 70s, that like gay men were sleeping around. Got it. So it's a historical mindset that's continued. Got it. Okay. And for me, I think I would just leave with um, not seeing promiscuity as a bad thing. I think that was the biggest eye-opener for me. 
<laughs> the the beginning. <laughs> that that was that would be what I took away from it. even from your discussion. Yes. Um, not to look at it as a as a bad thing, and no matter like what life you live, whether it be monogamous, promiscuous, or somewhere in between, um, I don't think you should um, look down upon it, um, and you should respect it. And that's it on my end. Um, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, hit us on Twitter at the Privy Podcast. Um, that is all our time for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you.